Hi, welcome to the Anxious Developer Podcast with me, Andres Gervaich. Here I share my knowledge on how to reduce your stress, become more present and productive as a developer. Let's make writing code fun again. In today's episode, me and our special guest today are going to talk about resilience. I would like to introduce our guest for today. He worked as a behavioral scientist in the U.S. Air Force. He was a former college American boxer. He's an entrepreneur and the founder of several companies like Braver and his current company, Trustio. He's my long-term business partner and friend. Please welcome everyone, Brock Prudovich. Hi, Brock. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, this is my very first podcast, so I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never had any guests or especially a video uh, type podcast, but I saw have Spotify recently introduced video podcasts really? on their platform. Yeah. So I think it's booming. So I will follow the trend a little bit. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go in the, in the topic for today about resilience and I would just love to get your insight about resilience and what does it mean for you and <laughs> what does it mean for you to be resilient and how do you define that? Um, for me, I think resilience is, is just being prepared for anything. Um, whatever comes in life, life is not uh, all sunshine and rainbows and you, you know, go through hard times and I have, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's being, being prepared for those things and having the mindset to overcome whatever, whatever does come your way. Um, so resilience is not only just a state of mind, but it's also, I believe practices that you have tools, tools that you have, um, with your psychology tools that you have, um, that you, you know, will help you get through those tough times. It's yeah. developing those tools. I remember I was talking with my psychologist about, uh, like sometimes I'll work too long, not like too long, but without breaks. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would think that's resilience, you know, like when you work without stopping and then, okay, I work for eight hours a day. So that's like, I'm pretty tough. Mm -hmm. And then after a psychology session, because this was getting me into sometimes burnout and like at the end of the day, I'll be like very exhausted because I didn't take any breaks. And probably you remember we're like sometimes working together IRL and then you'll see me like, I'm not really taking breaks. Mm -hmm. I mean, which is, you know, fine for some time, but when you do it like more often, this gets, mm -hmm. gets on your back. So I was talking with my therapist about it and then I was like shocked, not like shocked, but yeah, I didn't know that resilience actually means something else. So she said to me, it's not about like how long you work, it's about how many times you take a break and then you come back to the work, you know, because my, my fear was that if I take a break, I cannot focus again and I will not be able to get back on the work. And then maybe I take a, a too big break. I go on my Instagram, social media. So that was a really good point that, uh, it's about how many times you come back, you know, to, you take a break and then you come back to working again and wow. being mindful about like not spending too much time on social media and like, all those things, but yeah, it's yeah, I've, changed I really, my perspective, right? Yeah, I really, I really like that. I've never, I've haven't really thought of that before, but that's true. Like I, I think that is, you know, part of the definition of resilience is, you know, like what they say is, you know, you get knocked down, 
nine times you get up, you know, 10, you just keep, you know, every time you get knocked down, you, you get back up. So that's a, that's a definition of resilience, but also resilience in terms of work, you know, yes, like sometimes you get tired. Sometimes uh, you need to take a little break, something like that. I was, you know, I've been the same way as you, like most of my life, where it was just like, you got to work, 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 and take no breaks and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I considered my, I was proud of that, like how much I could work and all that kind of stuff. And I think over the last, you know, year and a half, two years, I've become more aware of how that, how that ends up hurting me when I do that. And so I need to be more mindful of, um, just mindful of my body and mindful of my mind and just being aware that, Hey, like right now I'm not where I need to be like mentally, if I'm writing something or doing something, I need to take a little break. And, um, so like defining resilience in that way, like in terms of work is really interesting of it's about getting back up. Like, do you have the resilience? Yes. I'm going to take a break. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes, or maybe I need to take a 30 minute nap or something like that. Do I get back up and then go to, go to work again? I think that's, uh, I never thought about it that way. That's really cool. But that, yeah, yeah, it's like a resilience of work. Like, do you have the mental, yeah. it's not about mental stamina. Like that's, that's what it's I thought really before. True. Like that's resilience. No, it's not about mental stamina. It's about, do you get back up? Do you get back to work? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I think there's, this is a good way to build that resilience. I mean, obviously you can build it long term in terms of like maybe starting multiple companies or different projects. That's one way, but like one simple way you can do it, uh, which doesn't take, has to take years. is like just this simple example, like, um, taking breaks, like maybe every 25 minutes, there's a Pomodoro. Pomodoro, I think it's called timer or something like that, you know, the, mm-hmm. where you have to take breaks every, every 25 minutes for five minutes. And I think the most I like myself is I'm scared to take those breaks because I'm afraid like I may, uh, I just don't have enough time during the day or like that. But if you think about really will the like, okay, how many breaks are you going to take? Let's say five, six, you multiply by five minutes. Is that actually like so much time during the day? It's going to take, no, it's not about that. It's about. Uh, probably because sometimes if you work like constantly without taking breaks, you may lose, you may start like getting in tunnel vision mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need to step out from that, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that this is a very good, good way to build that resilience. Yeah. I would like to, to ask you, because I know, I mean, we work together and I know, uh, some of your past in terms of entrepreneurship and, uh, we both had to go through like some hard times in our entrepreneurship life where we had to, uh, the, the, there were some hard times when, yeah, we didn't know if we we're going to make it and then we have to come back. So I think that was a good example of resilience. Mm-hmm. I'll just like, uh, like to get your insight, like some examples in your life, maybe when you had that really had, to, uh, you learned to build up resilience. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting topic. uh, um, Okay, I remember this is like a really touchy subject. But uh, yeah, my first my first um, entrepreneurial endeavor was uh, it was a website. It was kind of like a website application called Byzential. And the idea at the time was kind of it was 
it was like a, a cross between Facebook and LinkedIn, but on steroids, like where you have like all these built-in applications, like things to record audio, things to record video. And each, you know, entrepreneur or business that used Byzantial would basically have their own, you know, page where they could, you know, market or sell their services, I guess was the idea. It's a very big concept. Uh, definitely with that idea of like tons of feature creep. Um, and, uh, I've, I think it lasted like 18 months and that was really probably 17 months too long. Like it was just too big of an idea, um, and way too much to build and just never, never, I don't even think we even got a beta off the ground. I had like four or five, um, programmers working with me. They were all doing it part time. Um, <clears throat> it was it was probably a disaster. As, as I look back now with the wisdom that I have over the years, it was a really bad idea. It, it should, we should have, should have gone that uh, direction. But, um, I remember, um, there was so much pride in me. I thought like, you know, I'm, I'm got, it's a brilliant idea. I'm super smart. I'm, I'm very driven and this thing's going to be a, a huge success. And if it's not, if it's not a huge success, like I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could live with that. I don't know if I could live with that. And, you know, I know there's like several times in that journey where I just like so much pressure on myself because, um, cause if I failed, it was like, I was going to die. And mm. the truth is, the truth is I was also, you know, when I was younger too, like I was dealing with a lot of depression, like I'd have good, you know, a couple of good months and then a couple of bad months and then good month and then a bad month. And my, my life was always like this with, with depression. And when that, when that business finally did fill, when we finally just, you know, closed down the doors on it, um, there's a couple other things that happened that time, but like I went into severe depression and, uh, it all, it all culminated in, um, just a weekend where I, you know, my, my, my ex was out of town and I, I, I actually, you know, like it, the, there was a build up to, there was a build up to even, even that weekend. It was like one month where I, I started to go into depression and I was just so tired of being depressed and so angry with that feeling and that, you know, going through this my whole life. As I said to myself, I'm going to burn this out of me. I'm either going to survive this or, or I'm going to burn it out of me. And so for that whole month, one of my biggest things with my depression is like anything that happened in my life, like if I made a mistake or, or whatever, I would always add on top of it. So I'd add on top of it. Oh, you're so stupid. You're this, you me mm -hmm. up like this, rather than just recognizing the mistake and moving on, like recognizing it, you know, having a plan of action, how you, how you to change it, make sure it doesn't happen again. I would just add on to it. That's cause that's, I just beat myself up mentally. <clears throat> and so for that month, I said, I'm going to burn this out of me. And I just like every little thought that I had that was negative, I would add yeah, on to it as much yeah. as I could just like really just burn it out. And I do not suggest this as a therapy yeah. technique for anyone. This is, I, it, I, I hope that no one would ever try this. Uh, it's, it was really bad, but it culminated at the end, you know, end of that pretty much month that I was doing that, uh, on a weekend where I was like, this is, this is the weekend. And I don't know if I, 
necessarily plan for what happened, but it happened. Like uh, the whole weekend, I, um, I just I drank, and uh, at the time, you know, because I've had uh, back surgery and stuff like that, I have you know back problems. That at the time, the um, I was getting like you know very hard drugs like uh, Percocet and stuff like that for my back pain, and I would just you know chugging you know chugging those pills, drinking tons of alcohol, and just verbally you know beating myself up, but also especially the the last night physically beating myself up if you can believe that um and that uh yeah just a very dramatic bad night and uh ended up with a gun in my mouth yeah i know you tell me a lot of times the i mean it's not the first time i hear this story and every time i hear it it's like it's quite hard yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, ended up with a gun in my mouth and, uh, and I, and I, luckily, you know, it didn't, didn't pull the trigger or anything. I couldn't do it. Uh, but I woke up the next morning, I woke up the next morning, looked in, uh, you know, washing my face and just felt awful. Just like physically, uh, just felt awful. And I remember washing my face and like looking up into the mirror and kind of for the first time in my life, uh, kind of saw myself from the outside and something, I don't know if it was a voice or just, you know, words that came to me or whatever, but it just said, why are you so awful to this wonderful person? And like, honestly, that moment, ever since that moment, like it just changed. My life changed just because I finally got to see myself and anyone that's been, you know, suffering from depression or anxiety or something like that, you can kind of see yourself on the outside and see how wonderful you really are just as a human. You know, you're not, you're not perfect. So, you're not doing these things. I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but yeah. I just like, I want to add a really good point here is that sometimes to start your healing, like you really need to hit your like rock bottom. Sometimes you need to do, I mean, not um, in no way try to like, beat yourself up like to yeah. get to that point it, it i think it comes naturally if it has to come it will come <clears> naturally or you might be right now at the rock bottom and that's a very good place to start because you're like tired of this you're like i'm tired i'm done with this and you're like motivated to change mm -hmm. because sometimes uh, when you're not at the rock bottom you're like okay i'm gonna start a bit and then you're like not so you're like half half-hearted yeah. And like, this is a good example of your, when you're like, you're done with like, and that voice that came, mm -hmm. uh, you know, came and said like, okay, I'm like done with this and I want like a change. Mm -hmm. I don't want to suffer for my whole life from this. So yeah. it's, it's no way discouraging people that are like a trap button. That's a very good way, place to start your healing. Yeah. It's a different uh, perspective is if you are at rock bottom, you have nowhere else to go, but up. Um, but exactly. I remember. I remember that, that voice that just said, like, why are you so awful to this wonderful person? Whatever you're going through, you don't need to add to it. Because that was kind of like the big thing I was doing that, you know, be, before that, but even, you know, that month was just adding to it, that concept, that concept of, you know, here's what happened, like, this is a mistake, and now you just keep adding to it, and you don't need to. You don't, like, that. it serves no purpose to do that. So, um that kind of changed everything in terms of just how I looked at life. And so like in terms of mistakes, 
But I think rather than something that would kind of beat me down into a depression or something like that, it became an opportunity of, you know, this, this happened, let's recognize it. And now you don't need to add to it. Just have a plan, you know, have a plan. This isn't going to happen again because I'm going to do this, or this is not going to happen again because I'm going to change these things or change my, my mentality to uh, do something different. So um, that I, I suppose it was not also super easy, right? For you, it was still hard. Like, I mean, yeah, that's the or, negative thoughts, you know, come and negative thoughts still come. Um, yeah. But how I deal with them has completely changed. You know, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just a different, it's a curiosity. Like that's another thing that's, mm -hmm. that's happened. I think that's a big piece of resilience as well is a, a curiosity, a curiosity for what's next. Like whatever's going on in your life right now, uh, whatever hard times you're going through, be curious. It, it, sometimes you can't even be hopeful because like things are so bad. It's like hard to be hopeful, but if you can remain curious as what net, what is next and also understand the impermanence of life, like things are constantly changing. Things are always going to change. They're going to have good times and bad times, but know that whatever time you're going through now is going to change. It is going to get better and be curious, like curious of, okay, well, how is that going to unfold? I'm, I'm curious to see what happens next. How is this, how is this going to change and how can I be an active participant in that change? So, um, that was like probably one of the first big things I went through. Uh, there's been so many other stories and journeys of like hard times, even like in college and, you know, other, other entrepreneurial endeavors, but that was kind of the, the first and the big one, the biggest one that I think really changed me as a person in terms of my mental strength, my resilience. Uh, and just also just how to go through life happier, happier because mm -hmm. I'm not, um, I'm not so focused on like the thing, the bad things that happen, good things that happen. I kind of receive them all with curiosity. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Um, I recently discovered also the acceptance kind of mm, mindset because before I heard about accepting whatever at what stage you are and what happens to you accepting it as it is but I, I didn't really know what to think about it or how to accept this because a lot of times when you think about accepting at where you are you're like okay so this means this is I'm, I'm gonna be like this for the rest of my life you know so I have to accept and uh, another good insight from my therapist was that you're not accepting that you're going to be like this for the rest of your life. You're just accepting what are you experiencing in this moment. And it doesn't mean you're, you're going to be like this because things change, you know, like it can be one month can be maybe half a year, a year. You might feel like depressed or sad or some things may happen. And does, even if they are long, it's just the idea of, um, impermanence. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing that everything changes. Um, mm -hmm. so accepting at what stage you are and how you're feeling for myself is just taking that pressure off that why I'm feeling this. It's just like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this. Um, I don't know why I don't know. Like you don't have to have those answers, but you just accept where you are and what are you experiencing? And that's, mm -hmm. that's already a very good, like start for your healing. I think, uh, because if you're, if you're um, 
if you don't accept that, okay, let's say, because I'm dealing sometimes with intrusive thoughts. So if I don't accept my intrusive thoughts and I say, okay, I don't want this, I don't want this, like, uh, it's, it's not going to work. Like if I don't accept my intrusive thoughts, I don't accept that I have this specific intrusive thoughts. Uh, I'm always going to have this battle with me, mm-hmm. right? but at, at the moment I accept, okay, I'm having intrusive thoughts. Uh, it may, they may not be nice, but I'm having them. I accept them. And what's interesting is when you accept them, they suddenly kind of disappear by themselves. Yeah. Um, and here's the important thing is like, don't try to fake accept it. Like, oh, I'm accepting, but you're not accepting it and waiting for it to just disappear. It's not going to work. You're like really have to accept it. Like naturally mm-hmm. it has to come, right? Did mm-hmm. you experience something like that? Yeah. So as you know, uh, I won't go into super detail, but like, um, you know, during 2020, like I just basically lost, you know, everything that was important to me, like, um, my little family, uh, my father passed away and, you know, uh, we, you know, we lost our, the business we were working on for four and a half years, uh, cause of COVID. And then, uh, even on top of that was just like se- severe, like health problems. Like my back, I re-injured my back. I re-injured, I ne- injured my neck and, um, like lost feeling and uh, movement in my arm. So like from every facet of my life, financially, health wise, like mentally, like I was just in a really bad place and, you know, for a period, like about three and a half months, I was pretty much laid up in bed every day. Um, so through all that, like I, I also developed anxiety, you know, uh, anxiety, uh, anxiety attacks. And it was really the first time in my life that I experienced that the only, the only other person I've really ever talked to about anxiety, like was you, like, you tell me you were you know, these anxiety attacks. Yeah. And, and like, when you tell me that I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like, it's like, it's like stress, you know, it's like no, no big deal. Like mm-hmm. stress that I've experienced in my life. I've experienced stress. Yeah. I'm like, you can get through it. No big deal. Uh, it was the first time I've really experienced anxiety attacks and fully understood how debilitating they are like debilitating, um, physically, but also like even just work, like how anxiety can get in the way of work. It, it, it really, um, it's debilitating, um, how it can when you're you've got all these things going on and you're trying to work and you can't cause you, you feel for me, at least you feel hopeless in those moments. So I've done a lot of, you know, work over the last year, like talking, you know, working with uh, counselors and just different types of therapies. And I've come a long way, but I still, you know, I've come a long way, but I would still say like, I, I have, you know, anxiety uh, attacks here and there. What I've, uh, learn just pretty much in the last, um, you know, three, four months, um, that I've really worked on is, is that acceptance like that you're talking about? And for me, um, it was kind of, yeah, it was a kind of a strange, it was uncomfortable concept of like, well, I'm just supposed to accept this. And like, how do I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to have this feeling. I don't want to have this anxiety going on. And it's again, like, I have to look at it like a layer is, is like when you're feeling that anxiety and now you're trying to push it down, you're also adding to it of like, I don't want to feel this, blah, blah, blah. This is so stupid. Like, why am I feeling this way? So you're like, this internal dialogue is just adding layers and layers and layers to it. So what I really worked on like the last couple months, I would say, and I'm not a perfect at it, but I'm trying is, is when those feelings come part of that acceptance, the thing that works for me is not just saying, okay, like, I accept this feeling. It's 
okay, you're here, you know, you're here, you're, you're, uh, this anxiety, kind of like a different person you're here. What, what are you worried about? Tell me what you're worried about. And, and I listen, I listen to those things that it's worried about. It's worried about, you know, the, I've got to get this project done and I've got to do this. And like, uh, uh, what if I don't do this and I fail and all these voices. So I listen to them and I say, okay, well, here's, here's our plan. Here's what we're going to do about that. For that thing, we're going to, we're going to work on that this morning. We're going to put this many hours towards it and we're going to get that done. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. And this thing here, we're going to do this. And so it's basically talking to those things, realizing what they want to tell you and then coming up with a plan of action. Cause like you got to look at those pieces, those anxiety, those voices. They're kind of like they're different parts of you. They're different people. And each one of them is concerned and their purpose is not to hurt you, it's actually to help you. They're there to, you know, to, they're trying to protect you. They're worried. And so if you listen to them and stop pushing them down, you listen to them and come up with a plan of action with them, use them as allies in your journey. Um, that's what's worked well for me as far as like dealing with those anxiety attacks. Again, I, I still have them. I, I wish I didn't have them. Um, when, when, again, when you, when you, first told me about them, I didn't fully appreciate what an anxiety attack is. And now that I've experienced them, yeah, they, they suck. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't want to have them. I wish I could snap my fingers and they just yeah. you know, never have them again. But, um, but yeah, they're, they are here and, um, you just got to learn to listen to them and just treat them like a friend, like they're here to help you. Yeah, I, it's interesting you say that because uh, my mom kind of, it's literally what she said exactly. So she, when I was going for anxiety, you know, studying Netherlands, going for a lot of anxiety, panic attacks and all stuff, you know, I was talking with my mom sometimes, you know, kind of introduced her like what I'm feeling and like, how these things are feeling. And should like reassure me, like, you know, like a mom, reassure me, everything's going to be fine. You know, don't be worried and stuff. I mean, she did the best she could. Um, but it's interesting that she experienced those anxiety attacks. She never experienced them before. And then she experienced like after two years or something like that. And when she experienced them, she's like, wow, like now I get like how it feels. And it's like, I understand like. Uh, by just like trying to reassure, like everything's going to be fine or something like that, that's not really working. And it's like a complete, completely different, um, yeah, and it's actually dangerous sometimes to keep reassuring someone that has anxiety and anxiety attacks, because then that person just comes to them all the time to, to, for those reassurance. And I mm -hmm. have, unfortunately, some friends that they are for years stuck in that reassurance seeking thing, mm -hmm. and they never can get past that anxiety, panic attacks, and all the stuff is just because they have a short term solution that they can mm -hmm. just always get it. So that's a very dangerous thing. Um, it's like a pill and, or a drug. It's like, you yeah, know, it's like yeah. any addiction. Yeah. 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 And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like you said, I, for me, what works, I'm not, I'm not the, I, I, I'm not um, saying that I'm not having anxiety attacks or panic attacks anymore. I have them a lot, a lot less often than I used to, but sometimes it can be like very randomly, just like in the mall or it can be a restaurant. Like everything is fine. Like everything's beautiful, you know, like no problem, no panics, nothing. 
it just can appear that sensation of something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know nothing is wrong in the situation you are. It's just something is going to, you're going to have to panic. Yeah. And what helped me a lot <laughs> is that just be mindful of my sensations. Like, I'm not trying to accept that in that moment, anything, like not trying to go through any process of thinking what to do. But for me, it's just accept, um, being mindful of the sensations. Cause you have those sensations, like maybe in your hands, in your chest, your tummy, probably most of probably in your stomach, you have them for me at least. So I'm just trying to be like really mindful and curious about like, okay, what am I experiencing and where, mm-hmm. and then you can just ask yourself, uh, sometimes it works. you like, you can ask yourself. So if I have a panic attack right now, I'm middle of the restaurant, there's like people, you know, like if I have a panic attack, like what's worst case and you just go to the bathroom, you puke and you come mm-hmm. back, like, you know, not a big deal. I mean, it happens all the time. So, uh, and when you kind of give that, and you can even take a break from discussing with any, because the more you try to like pretend you're fine and you're like, keep talking with your friends as you normally do, the more it, you know, it, it pushes you. So what you can do is just like, take a break. You don't need to act like you're perfectly fine. Just like take a break from the conversation and you can excuse yourself or you can just be mindful by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see that that pressure goes off and you can, mm-hmm. maybe you can come back to the, it, it's rich, uh, really practice at that time. You have to practice and go through it so you can learn how to kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a little bit scary when we think about that once I never had anxiety panic attacks before, like maybe you're like 30 years old or 40 years old and say, I never had them and now I'm having them. So I wish I never had them so, because you may think that I'm, I'm going to have them for the rest of my life. You know, it's like a curse. Once you get them, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a kind of dangerous way to, to think about it uh, because you you may just subconsciously, uh, link yourself with that anxiety, like, okay, I'm anxiety. I'm this anxiety panic attacks. So I'm not going to get rid of them. And that's, that's me. And once you make that association with me and this anxiety panic attacks, that's a little bit dangerous. Uh, And just instead you can just look at it as a experience. Like you may experience depression. You may never experience depression. And then one day you experience that. It doesn't mean that that's your whole life. It's just a moment, maybe a mm-hmm. year, two, three, not, you don't need to put like a time on it. You know? Yeah. I hate to interrupt, but this episode is broken into two parts. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. So you won't miss the second part of this episode when it releases. This has been another episode of the anxious developer podcast with me, Andres Gervach. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Andre underscore Skirvach, as well as on Instagram at Andre Skirvach. I'd love to connect with you. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's the best way for you to let me know what I can improve. Thanks everyone for listening. Have an amazing week.